the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. Hey everyone, this is the JSA Clicks Podcast, episode number 21. We discuss the competitive Heroclix environment as well as the NA alternate formats that are currently relevant. I'm one of your hosts, Jay Solomon, and today I'm joined by the other host, Devin. Hello. And say the line, Joe. What? What line? I don't know what you're talking about. Say the line. Nope. Okay. Fine, so you're not going to say the line. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to be discussing the, uh, I guess, the second wave of rules articles. I don't know. Are, I think we're expecting more. I don't, they didn't, I don't know. I, I think no we idea. are, we're expecting more, but like the second wave of them from this past It seems week. like a couple more powers need to be changed, so I expect that we'll see more, but maybe they. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it sure. seems that way, but point being that we have, uh, we have what are, what are the articles' names? Less is more. <laughs> theme teams, and from a distance. But we are going to start with the captains, psychics, and allies, just because it's good to talk about this new mechanic in a context that's not, that you don't have to listen to the episodes about uh, the new set that that debuts it. So, uh, they wanted to make a mechanic that is based on psychics, specifically in the set, you know, Future Foundation, Reed gets a bunch of kids, and they learn to be good scientist people. Uh, so the mechanic is, if you are a sidekick, it is on your card as a word in uh, 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 next to the collector number and above the uh, picture of the character in the same place that secret identity would be. And basically the mechanic is that they get powers and abilities from the captains. Uh, the so far the psychic dials we have are very basic, but that's because again they get all sorts of powers for um, their captains, and they're apparently meant to be low rarity and they're low points. Yeah, uh, they, they all post, cost like twenty points. Yeah, they post example of a leech with just stealth and outwit, and a Valeria with energy shield and perplex. So, and then captains, same kind of thing. Captain, same place on the card. They have basically they give psychics effects or powers. In this case, they show us the Spider-Man, who gives as a trait friendly psychics. Friendly psychics can use super senses. Awesome Andy has friendly psychics can use shape change. So there's apparently no affiliation, no keywords, just you know, it's just a designation. So relatively simple. So yeah, yeah. And then simple concept. Is, sorry. Simple concept. Very complex interactions. What What do you mean when you have uh, when every psychic gets like super senses, shape change, leadership, mastermind? Um, when they die, you have my head. Of getting two mission points. Yeah. So they basically, yeah, you have a bunch of characters that just have a bunch of off dial. Uh, powers. I mean, it's interesting. Simple, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Maybe hard for people to remember at first. 
Oh yeah, yeah. attacking your character with no powers. Uh, roll shape change. Roll super senses. Also, it doesn't really affect the complexity, <laughs> but at the same time, the the fact that none of the ones so far require adjacency. I I mean, Herbie tell like places them next to him, but the the fact that they don't require adjacency is like kind of a thing. And just like, hide all your like, captains like, in the back uh, corner and. Right, like I said, the human, like I said, mastermind, that human torch does not require adjacency for it. Or human torch can place barrier regardless of adjacency. Yeah, even the ones that give powers that generally require range or adjacency explicitly exclude that usual requirement. Or, or, (laughs) and he gets shape change, but then he has a power based on adjacent characters or shape change. Yeah, that's true. That's the one difference. I mean, not much to talk about, relatively simple. We'll talk about the viability in the actual full set review because we i guess oh i guess we're not talking about the rarities we're gonna have to figure out some other arbitrary distinction but and there's one other uh new mechanic that is tied to captains and sidekicks we have allies so what allies seem to all have is a trait that reads sideline active unique modifier friendly captains and sidekicks modify attack plus one when attacking one plus characters with a keyword. So in this case, Mad Thinker does robots. That's the preview. That's the uh, preview they show in the the article. And because it's a sideline active, like that's why you put them on the sideline. Like you say, I am playing Mad Thinker on my sideline for that purpose, and he's on your sideline. So it is kind of free, but relatively simple. There's a whole bunch of them. We will go over those as well, but like... Except the sideline slot, but other than that, you just get extra attack when you're attacking certain theme teams. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, uh, so... I don't know. The thing about this mechanic um, is that it doesn't work with anything that doesn't have one of these little keywords in the upper right. They aren't officially keywords, so I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, I don't know what you call it, a key yeah. phrase? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll we'll do the slightly different distinction. Um, so there's this concept in games, uh, but specifically people talk about it related to collectible games, many sets like Magic, called a parasitic mechanic, which is a mechanic that generally appears in only like one or two sets that only works with itself, that doesn't work with anything else in the entire history of the game. In Magic, it's stuff like energy, which some cards add energy and some cards spend energy, but other than that, energy does nothing. If you don't have any cards that spend energy in your deck and you gain energy, it doesn't do anything. Um, and this feels a little bit like that to me. Like, they might add more sidekicks in later sets, which would end captains, which would make everything extremely complex. But if they don't, it's basically you can only play most of the characters from Future Foundation with other characters from Future Foundation, which isn't where I, I want to be. I, I don't want to have to tell you you're objectively wrong, but you kind of are, because they had that whole article where they talk about how they are designing sets to be less insular like that, and how they sure. are going to be having mechanics repeat uh, and whatnot and continue. So, yeah, and and they sorry that you're literally wrong. This article specifically called out that this was something that was going to carry forward in future sets. So it's going yeah. to get crazy. Yeah, it's going to get extremely crazy. <laughs> oh, do yeah, in this because movie? there's no. Because there's no, like, keyword limit on the captains, I feel like we're going to get some crazy interactions. I feel like, like, captain for characters that are, like, 20 points or less that share a keyword with you 
would have made more sense to me than actually naming some characters sidekicks. But obviously that's broken with like Brainiac, so I don't know. Oh, okay. So, yeah, uh, there were a lot of ways that we could have done this for Heroclix, but to match the flavor was something that could combine with upcoming Heroclix sets with a neat design challenge, I think, was what the uh, what Joe meant was uh, talking about. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, they definitely have said that they are going to do more of it. I just hope that that doesn't result in some very, very <laughs> strange interactions. Oh, it's Heroclix. It will. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, and then we go to the second article, or the the, the, the first of the three rules articles we're going over today, uh, which is, again, called Less is More. Um, general design philosophy is that they want to... It doesn't matter. Uh, leap Climb. They go over what Leap Climb did before, and they go over what it is now. It says I'm just I'm just rereading because I'm sometimes they were like we thought about doing this and that's kind of confusing. Okay. So 2021 20, leap climb improvement when elevated outdoor blocking move through, which I guess is what they mean by double circle line. So characters can move through or adjacent to opposing characters while moving. That's way break away normally, which is basically what flyers have and uh, great size as well as hypersonic gives it. That's right. I think. I mean, if Joe doesn't want to tell me that I'm wrong on a rule, then I'm going to assume I'm right. Don't let it. Don't let it hang there too long. Okay, I was like, I, I legitimately thought you were going to say something. So. Yeah. And you yeah, will notice that they fine. don't. You will notice that they don't mention mention hindering terrain because in the later article. They mentioned that hindering is not hindering for movement anymore. So it's all obscuring now. Okay, yeah, basically, basically, yeah, hindering na- hindering going forward is basically going to be what obscuring is now. So hindering for uh, line of fire, not for movement. So that's why you don't have that in that power. Characters and... with stealth and charge no longer being able to charge only two squares. Crazy. You know, <laughs> Yeah, but we'll uh, look at that later. But basically, <clears throat> they got rid of the stupid, uh, the stupid you could punch regardless of adjacency, which people seem really mad about. But like, it's fun, but it never came up. <laughs> it's technically like even Wizkids. Oh no, like it's technically a nerf. But that's like saying that they, if they took uh, standard power said that if you're if you're playing and you roll a crit hit and 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 there's a full moon. And it's exactly 12.01 midnight, midnight, and it's just, no, it's, it never happened. Like, it just never happened, okay? Just, you're not wrong, but just leave it alone, okay? I'm not trying to be dismissive, but, like, I play Spider-Mans and stuff. It just, it doesn't matter. So, TK, 20, 20 they talk about what it does now, so you can make a range attack with, range object attack, Move an object, move a friendly character, move an opposing character, you need to hit with an attack. Uh, has a lot of implications of things you can do. And they talk about, they say competitive players say that they use TK for repositioning and advancing their attackers, repositioning objects for attackers, which is probably mostly equipment, not like repositioning objects for super strength. Uh, repositioning objects to help keep them away from opposing characters. So yeah, take TK, your opponent's equipment away. 
repositioning an object, repositioning an opposing character to set up a KO attack with an object. So they basically say we want to limit it to the first two options. So now, uh, 2021 Telekinesis reads, Power. Minimum range value 6. Place one target-friendly single-base character sorry, or object within range and line of fire into another square within range and line of fire. That square must be that square must be placed within six squares in line of fire from the target's current square. Characters placed with this power can use telekinesis just this turn. So you can... It seems like there's move. an extra placed in that power. That's just whatever. Point being, you can, you can move a friendly character or you can move an object. So basically, they got rid of every option with TK that involves making an attack roll because you can't... Because to move an opposing character, you need to make an attack roll, and to attack with an object, you need to do an attack roll. So nothing involving an attack roll anymore, which is simpler, but I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this one as much. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a nerf to characters who had free TK and used it to make attacks, which there aren't a ton of, but there are some. There's, like, Regenesis, Rachel in uh, Modern. Um, also... TKing friendly characters very rarely happens, but I guess the big one is like uh, Chase opposing Gray characters, from... not friendlies. Sorry, did I say friendlies? Opposing characters is what I meant to say. Uh, yeah, Chase Jean Gray from uh, X Men animated series is the big one that you frequently wanted to TK away from your team so that she didn't explode on you. Other I than that, honestly, it's pretty much the same. I can honestly say I never remember using TK as an attack roll with an attack roll to TK an opposing character. I honestly could not tell you I remember doing that. I have done it only targeting that Jean Grey. Fair enough. And... People poison, it became a big thing, though, because you can't poison after placement, and you could bring, for the people that build poison teams, not that many people do, but there are people out there that build poison teams. Yeah, like, the red battery existed yeah. and is still legal in bronze, I guess, but... And it neuters one of the gems, which, not that the gems needed more buffs but i mean one gem was specifically hey you roll well enough you're gonna be making object attacks and now you don't at all apparently or whatever we'll see what they change it to but right i guess i should say now like they made a point to say that we are going to look at like in 2017 powers were looked at whether or not it was you because i have i'm, I'm contractually obligated to say it you or you know your legacy document or this kid's hat errata up or but basically they fixed it they didn't just say oh old characters that are still in modern don't do their no they still did their things you can yeah. look it up they have a whole section of golden age errata you know and it's it's they'll, they'll fix those i mean they're not just gonna they already do that in maybe this article or the next article they do specifically that so point being i mean the main implication is that you can't tk the it was always so complicated to explain to a to a newer a newer player why you can TK an object and destroy it without needing to make an attack. Yeah, the other thing and, that they changed yeah. for objects is that the old TK said you can pick up an object and place it anywhere within range. So you could TK an object effectively 12 because you could pick it up from 6 in front of you and put it 6 behind you, but they closed that. So now it's exactly like TKing a character. Right, but not even that. Like, you also can't, like, you know, because it says yes. you pick up an object and do I was the... just adding on the other thing. Yeah, yeah, also that. So you can't... Basically, you can't... The indestructible 
as a key phrase means something now i guess is is the uh yeah. is the best way to say it <laughs> so i don't know i'm mostly fine with it i don't like that does like i understand why in the game there had to be basically it comes down to the fact that in the game you can always take actions even if they don't work see it i don't know i just it was kind of stupid i don't know yeah gonna miss tk object attacks a little bit but they didn't come up that often so whatever yeah anything else well good all good for me go ahead uh they already at some point earlier talked about power combos uh so Old Age Combat Expert, Close Combat Expert, Power Action, it was uh, plus two attack, plus two to damage, or one on one. And then Perplex, they also talk about you could do plus one or minus one on any character, and there's five combat values that you can do. It's a lot of options, flexibility. Uh, but they are wanting to make Close Combat Expert, Range Combat Expert matter more. Basically, I know I'm not literally reading through all of their explanations. These articles are very long and it's appreciated, but I'm not going through all of it on the uh, on the podcast. They talk about uh, super perplexes. Design team gives that super perplex, which is like a plus two or plus three or whatever. Like uh, all the battle world. Like, most recently, God Emperor Doom. He targets a character with a battle world. Another character with battle world keyword that uh, if they share one, it can be. A plus two except for damage, or a minus two except for damage, and you see a lot of those kind of powers. Uh, and they try to make plus three damage hard to do, which is, I guess, a general game principle. Like I found that you, it's easier to give yourself a buff than to, you know, give your opponent uh, do something bad to your opponent. And basically, they wanted to, I guess, simplify the idea of how perplex, you know, have to think about attack or damage or whatever. So they end up doing both range and close combat expert now do for close and range respectively. This character modifies attack plus one and damage plus one when making a range or close attack or using close to range destroy. So they're always on just a passive modifier for those attacks, including for object attacks, which is interesting. And then they change Replex to the same power, but I'm going to read it, or basically the same power, but I'm going to read it out verbatim. Free, minimum range value 6. Choose a target within range and line of fire. Modify one of that character's combat values other than damage, plus 1 or minus 1, until your next turn. So, plus 3 damage on Perplex is a thing that I agree is just possibly not a healthy thing. In modern... I don't know how cheap. I don't know how cheap you can do it in modern now, because uh, you have. I mean, pre-retirement we had Big Tonys who were fifteen-point perplexes. We have Wesley, Wesley Crusher, who was a fifteen-point perplex. I don't know. I, I, maybe Devin remembers better if there are uh, fifteen-point perplexes, but I'm just gonna. I'm kind of curious. Perplexes so. now. I don't remember. I don't know. How do we feel about the the no? Uh, how do we feel about no damage perplex? I like it. Um, I think characters pretty much always getting one shot isn't super fun. It's, you build up one attack and then you make it and you kill their thing and you're done. So I, I, I think Perplex is good enough without it too that it's not like those characters are terrible now. Yeah, it's like the fact that at any point, even if they have a, a zero damage, they can get to a three, right? So... 
yeah, I mean, it's obviously a big change. So I understand if people react to it negatively and stuff, but I think it'll end up being a good thing. It also makes some characters that increase damage much better. Like, for example, Uncommon Forge from House of X is much better now. And he was already pretty good. Yeah, you mean basically the uh, the burst and eek modifier one? Yeah. Uh, from 0 to 15, you have Wesley and you have Star Labs, but they have to roll four. It's a zero. Uh, it, one in six that they get it. So basically... Not as much in the 0 to 20 range. Mad Thinker is apparently a 20.1. Shield Diplomat's a 20.1. But point being, it, it kind of sucks when you have, at pre-retirement, 45 points can get any character plus 3 damage. That's, like, a lot. Especially because you don't have to position, like, Empower Enhancement and whatnot. So, you know, it's uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean... My uh, server team that I won New York States with was basically have some big Tonys and perplex up Surter's damage and can <laughs> one-shot everything in the game, which was super yeah. fun to play, but probably wasn't the healthiest thing around. Yeah. Six damage, uh, 12 attack before perplexes. Seems uh, okay. Seems okay. Yeah. And then there's the... Combat Expert changes, which I think are great. Um, both of those powers, especially Close Combat Expert, ended up feeling a little niche. You like rarely got to use them, even though you were on, even though they were on your dial, because you basically had to have a character standing beside you for close. <coughs> but now you're running shot and charge as well. <coughs> Joe's very quiet today. <coughs> And Devin's dying, apparently. Um, I think it makes our lives easier because it, you know, there's just less questions to ask. Like, I don't know, just in general, like what combos, I guess, like you can't, you know, a lot of, I'm, I'm happy that there is not a question of people making compatibility charts now. Does that make sense? Yeah. That was like... And that they was, were that was one of our pet peeves. Defenders. It was a pet peeve of, I don't Sorry, know, you mean Gil, of, like, not wanting players to do that because then they would just not, like, they would just learn that and not know why powers combo. So, you know, makes my life easier. And then yeah, it's but, like, can yeah. I use range combat expert on, uh, with, uh, on, a, you know, on terrain? Like, that's been a question. Uh, oh, I guess it also... And because it's just passive now, there's no question about uh, single targeting, whatever, so that's interesting. But, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like, I don't I don't have strong feelings about it, I guess I would say. Like, I don't know. It's going to... Uh, keeping in mind, all the powers that they've talked about, the changes to, are benched. So it's not like we're going to see them come up. CC didn't get benched. Didn't it? Oh, no, you're right. They showed uh, previews of... Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. Not literally all, but mostly. Like, Perplex is benched, so. But the next one will definitely, definitely help with a lot of questions. So, theme Power team. Gem is also much better with this. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's... Okay, yeah, because Power Gem... Power plus one attack, gem. plus two damage to all your attacks. Not bad. Right, so passive, plus one damage modifier, and then both experts. So... Yeah, you're a plus plus two damage on every every attack. I think we're going to be seeing that equipped to a lot of attackers. I I mean, yeah, 
For 10 points, yeah, obviously. So, I don't know. I mean, it's I don't think it's necessarily a good idea to make power combos simpler just for its own sake, but it makes my life easier, so. And I get the idea that if you have range combat experts, you, you can actually blow up terrain, right? Like, you have three damage, yeah. you know. Three damage is three damage. So... Team teams, a lot of differences, especially the one that will be simple. The basically, without detail, and to go into detail later, plus twenty, <laughs> plus twenty uh, uh, initiative bonuses are not a thing anymore. That's good. Yep. Uh, the actual rules text, uh, the maximum bonus a player may get to their roll from the initiative bonus is three more than their opponent. So what that means is it's a net, you calculate it, it's a net bonus. I have a 10-character theme team against Emily's Unthemed Vulture team. Yes, I, I don't know why I pick on her specifically, but I can only get a maximum of a plus three. Keeping in mind that I don't have the math and I don't have, basically, it's an 85% win chance. And that does not include the possibility of a tie. So that's still really, really good. It's not like, I don't know, it's not like you never get an advantage. It is a major advantage. And also, you still might want to play a reasonably high theme team, right? Like, plus 10 could be what you're playing already, but then... Yeah, it's nice that it's a max relative plus 3. So, like, having a higher initiative bonus is still good. It's just doesn't give you a different bonus if you have a plus 15 against somebody who has plus 0 or plus 10. I mean, plus 10 is guaranteed win because technically it's a 99% win rate, but then the other 1% is a tie because, you know, if I roll a crit miss with a plus 10 and uh, Emily rolls a crit hit, it is a tie. She literally cannot win. Because, like, you know, math is math. So, no longer. When I was playing a plus 10 cosmic theme, auto win feels bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it discourages spamming some of the, like, really low point characters, like Brainiac, onto your team, which is awesome because there was a bunch of teams that, like, didn't even use, like, Flores, for example, before retirement. They just sort of sat in their starting area, but they still had three of them for theme team bonus, which never felt great. My four floors did a lot of damage. Yeah, your team was actually pretty good at getting them to do stuff. Well, also, like, the, the, having that oppressive water map was good, but... Yeah. <laughs> that definitely... Basically, they're not, pun- they're not like, making your brain angst irrelevant. If you have a plus 10, it can matter a lot, so... And it probably makes other people less likely to build that high, so you are probably going to be fine with your, you know, only 85 instead of 100. Like, yes, it's a nerf, but it also just is i don't think a good rule where you can literally not win map so yeah and then uh, with the removing the difference between named and generic theme teams uh yeah so yeah so well they don't go into that actually they go into that they go into that for the end they're close to the end so theme team probably it's literally the third sentence oh i mean there's a section on it later but point being i'm just going through the article reads theme team probability control Basically, it was character can't target itself. Character has to have the keyword. You have to have zero or one action token and then get a token. So they talk about how it's complicated when, 
like when you go like you can go uh, when you have one action token and then you're going into doing an action and then like oh can I give them a token because I'm gonna get a token. Well, it wouldn't happen on like a, a non a cost non costed action, but like I don't know. So they talk about the changes they want to make. Uh, they are changing a bunch of stuff. The the number associated with the bonus will match that of the initiative bonus. Wait, hold on. Is that the initiative bonus? Mm-hmm. Hold on, am I stupid? No, okay. I thought it was like, is that the bonus you get against your opponent? So no, it's it's based. It's still based on how many how many of your initiative bonuses you get, uh, and then the maximum number of theme probs is down to three instead of five. It's just I don't. Yeah, they talk about like all the cheat. Like just I'm going to have a block of rules text that I can actually read. <laughs> Wait, but seriously, where can I? What are you looking for? I just trying to look for the actual rules text. <clears throat> the character That's using it must have the chosen keyword is not a thing anymore, I thought. No, seriously, I'm, I'm I'm just looking I don't know, like there's so many different bullet points and stuff. I don't know like where they talk about the actual changes. Characters on a theme team can use probability control up to X total times per game for that force. X is equal to the number of characters with the chosen keyword on that starting force. Up to a maximum of three. So the character doesn't have to have the keyword anymore because you just have to be on the theme team. So bystanders can use theme team probability control now. Another breath to Jason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, One of these changes are breath to Jason. Okay, <laughs> so basically, the, the way that these rules articles read is patch notes for Maggot. Maggot has willpower, essentially. <laughs> Uh, his pogs have what well, Indom was essentially. His pogs and take uh, have prob now if he's on a theme team. Yeah. Uh, was that everything? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he has perplex later, so I guess he kind of loses some power on that. I I'm more concerned about top dial. Like, yeah, sure. it's, it's true, but I'm just. I was just thinking about all of the changes that could possibly affect him, and I I do think that's it. So that's far, true, at least. Okay, like those are some pretty big buffs for you know something that's on top dial. But basically, yeah, it's okay. it's less complicated because you don't have to worry about the uh oh. Also, you don't get tokens anymore, was it? Correct. Yeah, it's just, it's just like using normal probability control. Yeah. Did they clarify that it doesn't still doesn't count as probability control for effects to check of a character's probability control? They did like not. Maybe. It seems like it now does count unless Joe well, has a difference. It's in this. It, that was always in the CRS. So. We'll see what the CRS Co- The comprehensive. That's not released yet, so there's no real way to know. Right. I don't but, think the person who wrote this was looking at the CRS. I think they were just talking about the rule book. So we'll see what that does. We'll see what that says. Makes sense. No reason to guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's for reference, as of now, in the comprehensive, it says... Uh, effects that look for if a character has probability control do not like th- having access to theme probs do not count. Like if my bishop says if he attacks a character with probability control he gets bonuses or whatever, or character checks for uh, Amazo checks for copying powers based on what powers the character can use. That doesn't count. I hope. It seems kind of likely that that stays just because like it becomes really complicated to figure out whether a character can use prob if you had theme probs but are out. Yeah. 
do they still count? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. We get questions of, like, at the time, like, if I have an ID card character and they don't have the keyword, can I do it? If I have an ID card character that does have the keyword, and they, but they come in later, it's just, they have access. It's just, there's a lot, a lot of questions. Like, yeah, it makes things, certain things better, for sure. Like, no question about it. So. What I'm most excited about is that this means we might get CSA back because they've apparently figured out how they want theme team props to work. And CSA was always just a different version of theme team props. Yeah, it was always fun to have some CSA characters sitting around. Yeah, what the heck is that? Good old, uh, whatever the one who didn't have a figure on her dial. Atomica, who I literally have on my desk right now. Yeah. (laughs) Right in front of me. Yeah, uh, so for reference, uh, the CSA team ability was uh, uncopyable. Probability control, but you have to give a token to a character on your force. That could be global, yeah. and uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess I have no idea what that would translate to. I I guess technically it could be team ability. That's just prob, but like I don't know. I know, but so. they. I mean, I think in 2017 they specifically said it somewhere. It came up that that was part of why CSA was not anywhere because they like. We don't know what to do with this because it is really there's a lot of moving parts here, and I think at that point everything had retired. So like we'll come back to it eventually. So hopefully get some CSA figures right, again. Like, yeah, wasn't it weird? Okay, so there was one weird thing where the uh, the Pandora's box resource had an ultimate effect where you could uh, pick a DC team ability. At the time, were you able to use like? I just can't remember, like, like, like that came out, like, wait, like, could you pick Watchmen at the time? Like, I don't even remember. I don't think, maybe, maybe? <laughs> right? Like, I don't remember, right. we don't know. I don't know. Well, the weirder thing was that the Ultra, it's Ultraman, right? Uh, am I messing that up? Oh, God, yeah, the, yeah. But he had the whole bonus if you have a theme team, but then you couldn't use theme team probs. His bonus was the theme team probs, but you couldn't use those theme team probs because you had CSA or vice versa, and that was always just weird. And oh yeah, there was the rules were different then, where it like if you had powers from multiple sources, you were committed to. I can't. It's just so. It's just they were so. Was it like the start of the game or something? Or it, it was even it was something where you could choose, but because CSA was still better than theme team prob, you never would. So it was like, why would you put this on here? Because you're never gonna do it. I it was, I like I like right, CSA. like it's like theme probs. Like think about what theme probs are now. But imagine if instead of that character getting a token, you could just choose like globally to give any character in your force a token. You would you know give it to a pog, give it to whatever little like Atomica herself was twenty five point tiny character that you just carried around. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's much simpler. So then they go into we made theme probs. Um, wait, also did I miss what they said? Oh, uh, also there's no difference between generic and named theme teams now. Generic theme teams get prob too. That is interesting. I don't understand why. I mean, it's simpler. I just feel like... It's how it used to be, too. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because, like, 
free. Yeah. There was a time where generics got less. Right. So it was that it, theme was so convoluted back then. You needed X number of characters for the build, and what oh, it's yeah. just <laughs> now we're at the point where with the new rules, you can have a one character theme team. That's the funny one. I, yeah, that'll yeah. be weird for one man armies if there are any. Yeah, like one man army, you get a plus one, and I mean, you get a plus one, and you're you get one use of prob that game. I mean, it's I don't know relevant for Bronze Age, I guess. Don't know if anybody plays one man armies there, but they definitely could. Oh, they yeah, Sinestro batteries and uh, and yeah. stuff. I just saw somebody playing uh, Omega the from uh, as House one person as only one only figure. She's only like two hundred though. <laughs> Not, not literally one man army, but you know. Okay, like well, that, that's different, right? <laughs> We're talking about the one man. Yeah. Okay, but people. like general. Okay, they generally will have. Yeah, they will have a big point character with the yellow battery because yeah. the yellow battery gives you negative on attack if you're attacking a higher point character. Yeah. So. It's just hard to um, imagine in modern there being an actual one man army team currently. Great. So, an example of who this is. Oh, it's not. It's not literally. I don't know. It's not literally two, a three hundred point character, but like Null is two fifty. If for some reason you have a team with him and just a bunch of filler, then bystanders play bystanders with him. Right. So you get one use of prob, uh, and you're like, oh man, I want to play this one man army without prob. You know, kind of sucks, but you at least get one. So that's it's neat. None of these are bad. It's just very different. Not in a bad way. I just I kind of feel weird that. It's easier to generally to get a generic theme team than uh, named, so it feels like it's I don't know it's weird to me, not bad. Then they go. Yeah, I didn't really like generic theme teams before because it was like your only bonus was to map roll, so there just was absolutely no point in doing it unless you had like a plus ten. Right. Like if you were gonna be a plus three, it's like uh, my bother. bother. (laughs) Right. And then then if you lose map, it's like oh yeah. I don't, because there just aren't many effects that check for theme these days, right? Like, just nods out my head. Yeah, so their their argument for making generic and named keywords the same is basically that they give a bunch of traits that work for characters with those keywords, and I'm sure that we'll see an increase in that going forwards. Um, But I'm also sure that there will be some named keywords that never see anything like that, because they just don't get printed frequently enough. Right, okay, so I mentioned that they introduce some we realize that old figures need to be changed because of the new rules there are a bunch of characters i'm going to go out of order because it makes sense captain venom before his trait was that you can turn the monster keyword which is generic into a named keyword that would otherwise do nothing now so what they do instead if Captain Venom is on a monster theme team, your maximum number of theme team probability control uses this game is six instead of three. So before, you had a theme team. You would have zero theme probs. You get more theme probs. Now, you have a monster theme team. You would have maximum number of theme probs. You are getting double the maximum number of theme probs. Differently good? Oh, I mean, yeah. I think kind of better but at the very least differently good like that's you know yeah i think it's very good i'm not saying it's strictly better no it's definitely not better but i do think it's very good uh as well as at the time he wasn't previewed yet but there was a character a high evolutionary in 
uh, Future Foundation. We do know what he does now, but the printed thing is uh, Animals Named. And then he has the same thing, Maximus Six. There's a couple other characters that do it as well. There's, uh, what, Spy Master does that for Spy. I presume we'll get the exact same errata. Well, this I one's did. slightly different, but uh, Mongol from JLU. Modern? What? Is Spy Master in Modern? Both of those characters released in 2020. Yeah. What set is he from? CAV. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Didn't even remember he existed. Yeah. Yep. So, but, uh, and then, uh, like I was trying to say, Mongol from the JLU set has, uh, he combines, what is it, Warrior and Brute, and also makes them names, so I don't know what they'll do with him, but basically... They might leave him alone, because he's yeah, combined keywords. Yeah. yeah, it's possible, but, like, just the fact that there are those effects, and I don't know. The point being that... They have already, before the articles are even all done, they have said, hey, here are some characters that are don't work the same, and we are fixing them. So yeah, don't freak out. Could yeah, I, so, sorry, go ahead. I was just to say, could I offer some baseless speculation by way of a question? Okay. Is the next step just getting rid of the distinction between generic and named keywords and just have keywords? Seems likely. I mean, at this point, why not? Yeah. What do you? What does that? What do you mean exactly? Just stop italicizing, basically. I think. Yeah, <laughs> just put them all. Just keywords are keywords, and you build a theme team based on keywords because that's really what you're doing now. But there's this distinction of well, it's a generic theme or it's a named theme, but why? Because they've basically already theme. done that. Yeah. It's just they, they need to actually, actually change the text on the. Yeah. Cards. Out of curiosity, I am going to look up modern characters that have like effects that say named or generic. That's true. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, High Evolutionary is great though. Dang it! That doesn't I help. am looking named forward to building with him, yeah. especially since our champion figure has that keyword. <laughs> Sorry, what what keyword? Yeah. And <laughs> that is true. You have Wendigos, Maggot, High Evolutionary. There's some good stuff in that keyword. <laughs> Looks like, looks like Sorry. the only character in modern or like basically that references keywords is there's a Thanos that can pick any generic keyword. So that's better now. Um, I'm just trying to look yeah. up named keyword. Oh, yeah, like that prime. should cover. That, that should cover everything. Oh, I mean, uh, Baron Zemo combines two sure. named, otherwise right. named keywords. Black Hat gains a named keyword. So right now that, that effect still works as is. Oh, Silver Sable Picks named. So basically, as as far as I can tell, there's no effects that check for you having a named theme team. There are characters that can only go on one or the other. But at this point, for all intents and purposes, they are basically the same. So I guess. Yeah, except for, for those couple of characters who don't really see play anyway. It, it literally basically, like they could print such effects, but right now, when you look at a card, italics don't matter. <laughs> That's basically right. it. Unless and if we're, playing... simpli- if we're talking about simplifying the game, why why not yeah. why not remove something that doesn't add any value? I mean, all those, like the Thanos, like you mentioned, if he just picked a keyword now, I mean, now it doesn't matter. It was a way of balancing him before so that he wouldn't then, you know, add to a it name theme, and stuff. add those props, right. But now... He does anyway, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. you, you already have the Thanos you played every in, uh, so. in Team Worlds, right? Yeah. 
he's still up in my case because I kept nice. those original figures together. Oh, oh, I'm going to say this now, years. and technically you can argue this does not make the Spider Man, uh, the Venom, Spider Man, Venom, Absolute Carnage Chiefs, it does not make them worthless. Right, because yes, I was going to talk about that too. You can play them with other Spider Man family stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you have 76, he makes Soldier Spider Man family. That means that you can play Spider Man 7076 and that character with other characters of Spider Man family. If you have two characters, if you have Penny, you have 76. You can add a soldier and a robot. You, it's it it is still a different thing. It does not make those worthless. Yes, yeah. it makes some specific only... usages of them worse. Like people used Penny just to make robot theme teams named, but like, okay, don't do that now. <laughs> oh, sorry. And also in that case, you you check for the Spider-Man family keyword for uh, the effect, uh, the Spider Verse effect. So like getting cool. the key, like, getting the keyword matters. And, yeah, and, and Penny, for example, teams. even on the robot teams that she was basically just added to to add theme, they sometimes played Mary Jane or Marbella or someone, so. Right, like, you, you ha- yeah, you have Penny, you have random robots, you are probably adding 30 points of Mary Jane and Marvella, or at least one of them. So, you know, there's all, like, you have the whole pool of Spider-Man family stuff, and then you add, you know, your scientist character, and you also have your soldier character. So... That's my piece, because people seem to think that those chases are not as good now. Yeah, I don't think those need to be errated at all. No. Keyword cheats are always good, and getting figures that sh- wouldn't have a theme team together is always going to be good. So that's... it's They're fine. Yeah. Like, the fact, Robot was the only keyword that was good enough without them to get played anyway. So it's, like, literally the only usage of it that... This change also, before I forget, this is never this figure is never going to matter. I just happen to think of it for whatever reason. Uh, there's no effects that check for universe except for I think Death's Head. Uh, yeah. He either <laughs> what does he check for? Like the figure that only PJ you played him once. Shut up. He if, has <laughs> Death's Head. If it's not Marvel, it's a bonus. Right. What what when he attacks a character that isn't a Marvel character? Modify attack yeah. plus one. So. I don't know. I thought it was just funny thinking about named and generic and nothing mattering anymore. So, I mean, yeah, we already don't see effects that check for named or themed. So if you, and you know, like leadership doesn't care about named or themed, ma- or named or generic, mastermind doesn't. So, like, like I said, there is like one character who cares about generic and he's probably about to retire or would, would retire if retirement happened normally. So, Next article, unless we weren't done there. Okay. I'm good. Okay. Like, overall, like, yes, I can understand. I keep on getting messages. People are upset that the game is getting simpler. I mean, okay. It's still a really hard game. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, that too. But also, like, do you... I I understand that you... Are you upset, like... You know what? I'm going to say it. It's like people that say, I, I don't know if Joe knows what I'm going for. It's like people who say, why should my student loans be canceled? I already paid them off. Like, I get it. Like, that's <laughs> true. Like, you learned the game was complicated, but like, lowering the barrier of entry is not a bad thing. Yeah, unless you remove all tactical depth, which they are in no danger of doing. No, like, standard powers 
are different. Like things are easier. Some standard powers are slightly better. Some are worse. But this is the same game. And I'll not that it's sorry. No, you're fine. I'll say not this. That, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. You go first. God damn you. <laughs> um, no one outside of WizKids has spent more time thinking about how this game works in the last few years than I have and reading through how powers have actually evolved than I have. And I have no problem with things being more intuitive and simpler. Because I saw someone make the comment of, and I think it's true that some people, like you're saying, well, I took the time to learn, so there's value in it. And it's like, no one's to put more value in it, to it than me, and I'm okay with it. Shut up. You don't get to complain. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be more specific... You you are the one that went through in the after the 2017 overhaul went through every power ever and translated it into new rules speak and ATAs and battlefield oh. conditions and equi- and uh, not equipment resources and special objects yes and I I read through every power this game has ever is there any special power this game has ever had and I literally was able to watch it they're like okay we're just gonna put two powers together okay then we're gonna make it so that you can do it a little differently. Then we're going to make it this gobbledygook that makes no sense to anybody. But, no, it's just... Yeah, p- people don't like change. People are afraid of change. My only concern, and it's a concern, and I'm willing to wait for the rules to come out. I, As long as special powers are given as much attention on being simpler and intuitive as standard powers are, I'm okay with it. But if we're still going to get these crazy special powers and traits that do all these crazy things... It doesn't matter what you do to the standard powers, because at least standard powers are standard. You have a PAC and you use them over years. You learn what those yeah. powers mean. Hey, I'm this just, is uh, conflicting with my petition to get a uh, Crisis Trigon Legacy card, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a Dead Man. Let's get a Dead Man Justice League Legacy card. Let, I am not your friend anymore. <laughs> Listen, I had to rewrite Possession. I want to see what they do. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, for reference, uh, <laughs> just a random example. Uh, Unimind. He had a bifold card because, literally, a, a whole card's worth of text yeah. on the front side, and they had to do it bifold so they could you know, do all the, all the standard yeah, powers. Yeah, there were no standard powers on the front side of that card. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And like, he got errated. Yeah, and it didn't work like it said it did on the card. <laughs> so then, they, so that adds another level of complexity. So like, if if they go through all this effort, and then we get another character like that, what have we gained? That's all I. I mean, I'm not like, making any accusations. I'm just making the plea to the universe. Please remember, special powers already are the source of people's questions. I don't get as many questions about, and they do pop up, but I don't get as many questions about regular energy explosion or regular range combat expert. It's when it's a special power and there's all these interactions happening that people are like, well, would it technically do this then? Yeah, and I mean, they've changed the like most complicated standard powers, like ranged and close combat experts and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Although not energy explosion, which does sometimes have some weird interactions. But uh, yeah, some of the special powers could definitely 
be way more complicated. I had three different things to say. Now I lost at least one of them. But this is artificial. Like all the articles aren't, all the rule books aren't out yet. I've heard people say, like what uh, some of the Eagles said and, and Scott Crampton said, that they played using these new rules that we have up to now. They basically only had good things to say. Unless I'm forgetting, mm-hmm. like they said, what, that the, it was simpler, less decision-making, so games can go faster, less complexity, uh, obviously the willpower change is a thing, and just games went faster, and, you know, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, a lot of people would really like games to go faster. I am possibly one of, like, two or three of the fastest Heroclix players on the planet. So I don't really have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't know where you get that me- where you get that metric from, but okay. Uh, it's made up, but like, okay. When have I been at a tournament that you haven't looked up and seen me done my round twenty minutes in? I mean, I'm thinking of Manny being faster, but he isn't. He's not competitively relevant. So, um, but yeah, they didn't. They only had good things to say. Uh, I'm happy getting less rules questions. Wait, is there another article? Oh god, there's another For article. But, but before I forget, I'm I am using this example because it'll make Joe smile. I have I'm looking at characters that I have on my desk. So, retired character, Shark Shredder. Or sorry, Shredder Clone. He's a rare. He has seven standard powers. He has three traits. Mm-hmm. These three traits cover half of his card. Mm-hmm. One of his traits is optional. But you're probably playing him with it. Six lines of text there, like eight lines of text on the next one. Like it's little if for a rare, low rarity. Like that's, it's not inherently bad. <clears> they talk about, like, oh no. Oh oh oh. The other thing, the other other thing. Uh, less complexity is not inherently bad. Yeah. Also, like less complexity is is uh is subjective. Like. Also if you have a character who's a common who have has three standard powers and one special power that gives the use of two spe- standard powers, I wouldn't say that's complicated. No. But if those powers were like sidestep TK barrier perplex prop, that would be a good character. Yeah. So, okay, and then Shark Shredder, another one of those characters, full card sides worth of text. And then six standard powers. That is a lot of text. That is a lot of text. So it's not necessarily bad that things might get a little simpler. So, yeah, like decision. There's so many decisions to make. So, yeah, it's not inherently a bad thing. I thought we were done. (laughs) Okay, last article. We still have this article and there are more previews. And the what? Today. There are more previews that we haven't covered if we're covering this today. Uh, no, because we're, at this point we're just going to do the full set, but good question. Sure. Right. Okay. This article is convenient because it says what they're changing up to, uh, to, at the, all the way at the start. Characters with multiple bolts will still will be able to multi-target even making close attacks. Hindering terrain will no longer impact movement, but will continue doing impact targeting. Knockback will do less damage and default to moving a character three squares. So, no damage, as far as we can tell, multiple targets would only work for range before. But I mean, that's not necessarily how it has to be. 
What examples do they specifically use? Uh, let's say players wanted to use it. Uh, oh, it's easy to picture Batman knocking over multiple goons with a single leg sweep. Wonder Woman punching in one direction while kicking in another. Martial artists will get Quake because, like, a spinning kick or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, it's multi-target just, close attack seem fine. Multi-targets get used complicated. Uncommon, but it, or it's like it's another thing, but it removes a distinction, so it's inherently mm-hmm. kind of less complicated. And in the short term, many characters with multiple bolts will primarily be range attackers. They will not be optimized to use multiple bolts at close like a character with fighting close combat extra might be. Uh, this rules while the change is happening now, it might take a while for design to catch up, or if we're in to impact high level tournament games. Okay, so. I did not do my research to look into what characters it specifically uh, affects. Although, somebody pointed out, this person's very smart. It was easy to dismiss a legacy card thing. But, Reality Gem gives an extra target. And the thing has basically a power where if he hits, mm-hmm. uh, he it—he has a trigger based on hitting. So, he'll multi-target yep. close, and he'll get the trigger twice. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's reasonable. Pretty cool. So, I mean, I guess, I guess what you're actually saying is that you are going to look at every character and uh, see what they do. But I'm going to open my WWE pack because I feel like there's got to be something in there. Uh, I mean, I mean that just inherently makes the knockback keyphrase better because you could like, you know, divvy up damage with multiple. Uh, well, we should talk about knockback first. Oh, that's true. I forgot that we weren't finished. Uh, okay, so. The details. Uh, Hitter and terrain. Uh, Make smoke cloud worse. Other than that, works in very similar ways. Yeah, I'm just like wanted if there's any of their like analysis that matters. Uh, oh, hindering terrain disproportionately helps range attackers. It can be damaging to get near range attack when hindering terrain. If you're a close attacker, you can't move through hindering. It can be challenging to get near the back line that hides in hindering terrain, basically. And uh, it is a disadvantage for ranged attackers to have to, you know, have hindering because, of course, generally speaking, uh, range combat is just inherently better than close combat. So, and now, like, yeah, if you have a stealth character, like, in the middle of a whole bunch of, like, a huge patch of hindering terrain, uh, it's just hard to, like, deal with it. So, taking away uh, hindering terrain as being hindering for movement... Uh, stealth continues to be meaningful, and it's kind of better, but we'll get into that better uh, later. Uh, characters don't need a way around hindering terrain, like improvement with hindering or flight to be great movement attack pieces or stealth pieces. And future figure designs can have more interesting gameplay related to hindering terrain without being oppressive. So, like, Smoke Cloud is free. Walker's smoke Cloud. Right. Like, okay, here's the thing. So, if you surround a character entirely with Smoke Cloud, you kind of, like, you, you basically box them in. Because once they cross through, they have to stop. So, like, here's the thing. Uh, one of my more favorite characters is the Flash, because the original Flash is not Barry. It's it's Jay from the JSA. Uh, you know, sometimes Flashes didn't have improvement and hindering. That kind of doesn't make sense. I think they reference him. They reference a bunch of characters. Um, basically, they say we don't always give out improvement and hindering. 
He wouldn't always give have given improvement and hindering to to like <laughs> to like Batman the Flash or one uh Batman the Flash or Wonder Woman. Uh wouldn't even slow down most athletic civilians like Jimmy Olsen in a tense situation. Okay. Like yeah, like generally <laughs> this game is like what? Thick grass? Like I, I, yeah. you, you can't tell me that a Pokemon trainer will be hindered by <laughs> hindering terrain. <laughs> or like a park bench. Like, I'm not Yeah, it is wildly inconsistent. When it's like a car, then it makes sense. But when it's grass, it makes a lot less sense. So, I just don't you like know. them using the park bench example because that's all on them. Like, yeah. they chose to make a park bench hindering. That's <laughs> not an argument for why you change hindering. Like, it's fine, I mean, but that's a bad example. Don't, like, you chose to make a park bench hindering. I didn't do that. Or the hindering, or the map where there were trees and bushes that looked almost exactly the same, but the trees were blocking and the bushes were hindering. That was exactly. fun. Yes. Uh, I, I, I can't find, I don't have the image right in front of me, but but Amber had a really cute picture of Psylocke standing behind a gumball machine. <laughs> because there were heavy objects <laughs> that were like, whatever, whatever you wanted. And also, it, it also removes the distinction that, like, before... Objects were hindering terrain, and now they aren't. They were only for movement, so like it kind of catches up to that. Yeah, and also, be hindering terrain again, right? And thing. also, the same. Okay, so one of the original really annoying early maps had a truck that was elevated. <laughs> there were no stairs or anything, so they have made, uh, regardless of how annoying it was to traverse, uh, they have made those uh, uh, elevated. They have made them blocking. They have made them hindering. I don't think that they've made the mel. Uh, I guess uh, water, but like, it's just yeah. Point being, it's fine. You know, it doesn't. It's fine. I, yeah. I nobody nobody including me has to complain about a flash not having improvement hindering. It so. removes a few tactical choices around smoke cloud and some tactical choices around positioning so that an opponent would have to walk through hindering if they wanted to get to your more important characters. But I don't think yeah. it's a big deal overall. I uh, I just mentioned an impressive map not by name before, but Flashpoint Flood. Map full of, like, basically a map. Starting areas were clear, but then, um, you know... Does water stand under movement? Full of water, so I'm going to walk outside my... St- oh, I have to stop. Like, does I water, remember, like, does uh, water not still hinder movement? They didn't right, so I'm saying it did before, and that was oppressive. Or just yeah, but they, did they general. say in this article that it doesn't? We don't know yet. Yeah, they didn't say anything yeah. about water um, in this article. Uh, I mean, I okay, speculating? Can I speculate? Okay, fine, I won't speculate, but like... Yeah, you, you can't... I mean, it seems likely, but they haven't officially said it. Right. right. You you can't oppressively like pick a map full of hindering terrain, they exist. Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, Wakanda from Avengers Defenders War, or I'm sure there are modern examples, which I will try and get really, really quickly. But like the reprint of Krakoa has a lot of hindrance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. It's uh not on the site that we use for maps, but okay, GSX Krakoa. Yeah, it's basically if you want to leave your starting area and go to straight line, basically there's a whole row or column or which is the side by side which is which is which i think i think rows whatever there's like a whole basically if you want to move out of your starting area and not be hindered there's one square of of wiggle room mm-hmm. so or uh 
Well, basically, yeah, it's not a bad thing because it can things being less oppressive is not inherently bad. So, yeah, knockback. Uh, you knock back a character, same as before. Where does it actually say? Okay, the actual rule sex. Characters are sometimes hit back by a especially hard-ending attack. When a character is knocked back, the attacking player places them up to three squares away from the character that hit them. If something would not would block a knockback character, they aren't knocked back any further. So, no damage, and no questions about the uh, number of squares. And that's something yeah, I doesn't mention the, the direction, but I don't see a reason why the direction stuff wouldn't be different unless I'm missing something. You like, did it say doesn't something say about it. They said that they would include it in the rulebook, basically. They said it's going to be the same. They said that, Yeah, the okay. comprehensive rulebook will go further to explain the nuance of a way that the rules currently have. From a directional standpoint, knockback is the same. Right. Okay. So, but basically, it's not like, oh, you hit me for five, but I'm invincibles. I take a max of whatever. It's you know, it's it's less complicated. The yeah. up two is kind of weird, and I don't know. It's like very you tactical. You can knock back one, two, or three squares. Yeah, that's interesting. Or zero, I guess. Technically. I mean, well, you... that was always true. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's weird sometimes. Like a character like Lacha, who never like clicks the dial from non-unavoidable damage shut up attacks like never gets knocked back from attack that yeah. attacks that's kind of weird so yeah it's uh so see, i like the... that is an actual that is an actual better tactical change like i'm not saying you never knock a character back more than three but like if you're hitting them back more than that that means that you've hit them for more than three like, that's a lot of damage so so i like the distance change I think it makes sense for, like, even if you didn't get through their reducer or whatever, you might still knock them back, right? You know, somebody could punch Colossus really hard and knock him into a wall without actually damaging him, really. Makes sense to me. Uh, I don't like knockback damage being removed. It makes Force Blast right, feel that's the quite thing. bad to me. It is It is weird to me. I, I can kind of get the logic of if you hit the wall, it's not necessarily damage, but the, 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 they already went to the effort to get rid of Flying doesn't means you don't take falling knockback damage. But now, mm -hmm. like, it, my joke was, it, as of right now, in the Hero Clicks logic going forward, Green Goblin is not responsible for killing Gwen Stacy by throwing her off of whatever. <laughs> Spider-Man is, because his catching her resulted in her snapping her neck and dying. That is really, that is really funny to me. Um, but... Yeah, that that is weird, and that will definitely I feel like if easier. you're just worried about the complexity of knockback damage, it's easier to do it as just if the knockback stops before it otherwise would, they take one or something. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like I knocking already, uh, back a character solely for the purpose of positioning them is something that happens very rarely and matters even more rarely. I agree. I, I, Basically, I think, the only useful version of knockback right now is slingshot from the WWE pack. Yeah, because it right. so I a free attack. Yeah, so this one's uh, a give and take. I think that in general, also, how often do you really knock a character off elevation? Like it didn't never happen, but I don't know. You should have seen the last two games I observed. Yeah, and Danger Room Magneto. 
I mean, Danger Ray Magneto, yeah. that is a big He was strength. involved in one of them. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing because, yeah, he can only do a maximum of one damage. He can only do a maximum of uh, one square, but now, like, yeah. my it point was, is that the... It was Mike versus Matty G, and uh, Matty G crit pulse waved with Danger Magneto. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My point is that the, the competitive implications of having the optional number of squares for knockback might be more valuable than knockback damage in the grand scheme of things. I don't know. I, don't I just know. don't think that moving a character one or two squares directly away from you is actually relevant most of the time if it's not doing anything. And I'll, I'll drop a hot take. The rules should not be placed on the competitive advantages. The rules should be built to be intuitive clear and helpful for everyone so it shouldn't be a question of well this will work better in competitive i don't care that's not what the rules should be based on competitive okay should i'm just form rules i'm just saying it happens to be a thing right like like i said yeah, you're not you're, you weren't knocking back a character more than three a lot so now you can be like oh well i'll knock you back only one or i don't know i i, 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 like I, I find that interesting uh, I like the distance thing a lot. Guys. I just wish that it still dealt damage because I just feel like it's yeah. never going to accomplish anything anymore. Correct. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but w- for what it's worth, before I forget when we move on, uh, I don't think Eric listens to the podcast, but our, our, uh, as far as I know, the number one fan of Frogman, who has a mechanic based on doing knockback damage, because if he, if he gives a character knockback damage, uh, every opposing character within like four gets an action token. Point being, again... I have found one character in Modern who checks for knockback damage. The uh, Cannonball non-chase, the unpainted Cannonball, does have an effect based on uh, knockback damage. And he only came out like six months ago, so give or take. Also, he has never been played. Right, so point being that they are going to have to look at how knockback damage translates to stuff now. So, your old character's knockback damage as a specific part of a power should be fine hopefully but point being that knockback damage is part of an effect will be a thing they have to look at and then i mean for your golden age games you'll have to you know extrapolate from what they actually errata so they go into a couple examples of characters that get better with all these changes we have batman beyond from justice league unlimited who starts with on one of his lines charge and he has a special power that lets him pick between a bunch of powers, including Close Combat Expert. Oh, sorry. He can have... He can pick Incapacitate and Close Combat Expert, which don't work at this... I guess they do work at the same time now, because you get the plus attack. Point being that you can get the advantage of both, uh, depending on how you want to play things out, because he has multiple targets. So you can Multi-target charge. base cap is cool. Right. So you can charge... Uh, multiple target close in cap, you could just, you know, multiple target close combat expert, which is pretty neat. You could, like, multi-target flurry close combat expert, which is a power combination he has. Uh, Example of random walking stealth character, question. You know, stealthy character who hates hindering terrain, like, you have to get him into hindering, but then he's kind of SOL. So, you know, that's good. And then... Uh, Starfire, Devin's favorite character, uh, she gets improvements from the close combat because she has two targets and ends with a special bar that gives charge flurry. 
Her biggest improvement um, is the removal of knockback damage, so she doesn't get knocked into a wall and die before she gets to her last click. Oh, so now you like no knockback damage. Uh, <laughs> no, I just um, think that it makes her better. <laughs> Oh, sorry, she has Charge Flurry, Charge Flurry, Force Blast, Earthbound, so she also doesn't push to death anymore, which is neat. Yeah, and also, So, yeah, she can and Charge she Flurry, multiple targets. Presence. Right, so she has four damage. She can Charge Flurry, double, she can hit two characters, they both, and they take two each, and then she can knock back each of them three if she wanted. Like, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just going to quickly look through the WWE pack and see if any of these pack. I don't think there's anything in the standard pack that gets. I mean, sorry, okay. Flurry, better. Uh, you can close combat, multi target mind control. Um, I. They haven't talked about blades, but multi target close blades would be a lot, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. Multi target close incapacitate. Would you deal the same amount of damage to both targets, or would you just split up the amount that you rolled on the Blades dice? I don't want to speculate, so... Yeah, they're going to have to say, because... Uh, Potentially multi-target close... or Multi-target super strength, multi-target close incapacitate... uh, Multi-target close... Multi-target close... Close expert... Multi-target close quake, wait. Yeah. Exploit? And uh, WWE Pack. I don't think they Does have Quake as need much. To get changed? I, mean, I guess if you want to give Undertaker the reality gem. Oh, I guess you can multi target signature. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. Oh. Eddie Guerrero? I mean, he's just flirty, right? But, like, for reference, I don't know why everything. I don't know why I'm purposely going for stuff that'll make Joe happy. So. I was I was about to get into it. Leave me alone. Okay, so close if Undertaker has an action token, make a close yeah. attack. Uh and then Okay, not him, but like I don't know, effects that are based on hitting. Like I don't know. Uh, which goes into uh yeah, so you can multi target close slingshot, and then you can multi target sorry, you can multi target close, get the knockback from slingshot, and then also get the multi-target close uh, attack there. You have to give them reality gem. I think that's the only way to give an extra target, but shut yeah. up. Uh, reversal doesn't really work. Slam? It says give a hit character, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But stun... stun yeah, stun. Uh, when you hit one plus character, uh, they get minus one attack and damage, so your next turn. So even some standard powers get better, is the point. Um, I think that's actually it. I don't think I had any other random stuff that I made up in my head. But I mean, okay, sorry. One more thing about the knockback. Like they didn't, they didn't have to make one part of it necessarily better. Like a lot of things just got taken away, right? Like Replux just has less options. Certain powers just get more. Like I like that there was give and take. That's that's the thing that I like. Yeah, I largely like all of the changes. The only thing I am concerned about is lack of knockback damage because it just makes knockback feel not ever useful to me for the most part. But we'll see how it actually works out. Obviously, I haven't played a game with it yet. But I guess what it makes influence potentially worse. But like, I don't know. How often often are characters really actually using knockback inherently outside of one doubles? I mean, super strength. Just having Trade Force Blast, Witch Queen, 
a lot of the WWE characters with slingshot. There, there are a bunch of ways to do knockback. I don't know. It's, it's definitely relevant, but I don't know. I mean, that's also not to say, like, if if they find that they want to bring things back, they could. I don't know. Also, at one point, I called in a uh, Cyclops to give three adjacent characters Force Blast, and Force Blasted Emily's Lockjaw into a wall three times to kill it. Oh. That's fine. Apparently, you have good luck against uh, Lockjaws. Like the one time where you, uh, where I happened, where I happened to uh, roll a six, and I needed, the, I, I was stupid and gave a token, but then you happened to hit with your star fights, and you did roll <laughs> the four or six with your Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, also I love Lockjaw not pushing anymore. So, point being, some things get better, some things get worse, some things are both, some things. I don't know. Hinder and terrain is a bit is just the big one. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, it sucks that's a big when change. like. It does suck or feel bad when they make random Batman who doesn't have improved movement hindering. It's like, oh, like Trinity War Batman had improved movement hind- elevated but not hindering. Like that was yeah. so, that was fun. But yeah, they're not. They basically they basically are not gonna print you know random random civilian stealth characters that just get screwed. So, which is great. The, the potential problem with the change is, of course, that it's much harder to control your opponent's movement and stuff, but... Okay. There's I mean, a lot of teams focused around that anyway. I, I, like, I like the fact that you said it's worse that you can... Controlling your opponent is worse. Oh, also, like, I don't know, my controlling your opponent to move into hindering was, like, almost its own good thing, <laughs> let alone the actual attack. Right? So, oh. Hold on. I wonder how they're gonna... I actually was wrong. There's another there's another character that cares about knockback. Oh, okay, he doesn't, but um Okay, I'm kinda sad. I thought he did. Mesmero has a thing where basically they can jump they can jump down elevated, but it's not actually knockback. So Mesmero still exists no matter what. That's fine. But yeah. point being I, I think I'm actually done making up stuff. I think. I think. So we are going to go into the various post-submit rules questions. Uh, okay, this is a long one. Matthew, hard to pronounce last name, starts with a G. I'm not against all the rules changes, however, I question Wizkid's logic in their reasoning for these changes. Wizkid says benching powers will give new players less things to learn, but those new players will still encounter those bench powers on other people's teams. Wizkid says that they're making simple commons on commons, but the two examples they've shown of this, Wonder Woman and Donna Troy, both require equipment that probably comes with higher rarity pieces, and that feels bad. Regardless of whether individual players like or dislike these changes, are they actually that helpful for new players? Okay, so I'm going to just address the feels bad thing. I say that term a lot, except I just say it differently. If you just replace all those, you insist feel bad with negative play experience. That is a very different framing. Faust was a negative play experience. I don't think if somebody at the time said it feels bad, you would have dismissed that. Or any, sorry, anybody would have dismissed that. Not specifically, nothing against this particular person or question. It's just, it just happened to only come up this time. So, uh, I mean, presumably the powers are still going to be on the packs. So, you know, also, it's not like... Okay, yes, players are always going to have a new set, and if a new player starts with new set, like yeah, but like they're not—they're going to get old figures. 
right? Yeah, I don't think if a, I think if a person likes DC, they only have one set. But if they like Marvel, they like more than one set. So if they only start with Wonder Woman, they only start with Wonder Woman. But then they're also going to get older figures. So I think benching for like power level reasons and to make sets feel different from each other and stuff is like a reasonable justification. But benching to make it easier for new players to learn, I don't think actually does that. But like when players look. When a new player starts to play, they're not going to know what any standard power does. Like, they're going to have to learn, you know. Yeah, it's... exactly. So. And they're still going to have to learn all of them. So I don't think it makes a difference. I don't think it makes it harder or anything. I just don't think it actually makes it easier. Ultimately, the game is so complex. It's like, I don't know, we took it from a 10 to an 8. Like, yeah. it's still not like, it's not baby's first game. It's not like, oh, let's, hey, let's have a board game night pre-COVID. And that makes me really sad because I live yeah. near... I moved near the game board cafe that Devin and I and our friends used to go to. But point being, that is not like... Or my place now. But point being, it's 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 not like it's not like you were going to teach it overnight to a play. Like, people are making out to be that it's like such a simple game. It's not. You're not teaching this game to people overnight. So... I, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm attacking. This is just... It, it's kind of hitting a general vibe. Um... I yeah, mean, I mean, I think that's what uh, Matthew was saying, though, is that WizKids is saying that this is going to make it significantly easier for players to learn, but does it? I mean, I like that they're being open, and I like that yeah. they're being you know, transparent, and they're not just saying, we're, like, it's not, it's, I think it's good. I think the fact that they are giving design insight is generally good. They're yeah. not just saying, we made the changes arbitrarily. Whether I disagree with what their reasoning is, I think it is a net positive that they are giving it. I don't I think that's really debatable. So, uh, I don't necessarily, I don't not care about lower rarity characters needing equipment because, I mean, it's a collectible game. What are you going to do? Like, they 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 have an extra option that like you can take your low rarity character and you can enhance them with uh cool stuff and uh i mean whether or not rarity rarity is not a negative play experience so i really wish they just used that word instead (laughs) i would have i'm not saying it would have made a difference but i think i I think it would have made a difference so ultimately is it actually that helpful i think so because you know the barrier of like okay i okay i forgot I i remember the point that i was making before WizKids is a company. A company exists. Like, the reason companies exist as an inherent tool in, or, you know, thing, mechanism in society is to make money. If you make the game more, if you lower the barrier to entry and make it easier for new players, WizKids will make more money. That will not be a bad thing for people. I understand no people... I don't, I, think, I don't agree with, but understand like resculpts, you know, make the make the game cheaper, but be more unhappy about it. But it it is good for hero clicks when they make more money. I don't think that uh, Matthew was objecting to the goal, just questioning whether no, 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 the I'm methods just, were right. It, again, this is kind of just hitting all the same notes that I'm just seeing a lot of people going over. And again, that, I was going to make that point before anyway. So, I mean. Uh, 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 what's it called? Like, un- capitalism is inherently unethical, but what can you do? 
I don't know why. I don't know why I went full left without Gil on the show yet, but basically it's it is good for the game to make more money. So I am happy about whether or not I I I guess my my context is I'm generally happy with the changes overall. Like there's one or two little things that bother me a little. They probably one or two that bother me more than others, but I don't know. I'm overall happy. What about you guys? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I like the changes overall. Obviously, I haven't played with them, but uh, right. I assume that when I do, I'll enjoy them. Yeah, and like I said, people have started, and uh, they don't seem to be unhappy, right? So, yeah. Um, other than Vulture, what figure themes have potential with Isotope E? Good question. I mean... Theoretically, any character that we get 10 trillion of, you know, like all the time. So, you know. The problem I mean, we certainly get like one Batman a year because, you know. Points. Huh? The problem with Isotopy is that it's 15 points. I mean, Kobic, but for 15 points or for free if you pay a ridiculously good 30 point character? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely better with uh, a high evolutionary than it is by itself on your team. Um, but I don't know how many characters there are that have multiple versions in modern that are good. So you want to like switch them out situationally or whatever. Yeah, one. I don't already do that. One like general idea, like uh, one of the Invisible Woman's from the first set that has uh, from the new Fantastic Four as Avengers. She already she switches herself out. Right, but point being that she's going to be on those theme teams, so you have access to those, and then you have access to switching like Captain America and stuff. So you can, if your team already has that mechanic, it further enhances it is what I'm saying. So like, I think putting Vulture on a scientist team is a good use of it. I've seen people talking about that. I'm just not sure how many other good uses there are, but I haven't looked into it in detail. Uh, very quickly. Like if there's a 50 point Batman, then you can turn him into prime Batman. Like, that seems okay. Well, we do have a set called Wonder Woman coming out that's probably going to have a lot of Wonder Women that there may be options there as well. Yeah, we yeah, just I have to see if seen, we actually uh, get multiple good versions of the same character. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a fair amount of uh, sculpts from that. It does seem like we have a, yeah, a fair amount of those. So, uh, and they also have to be similar point values. They can't just be multiple good versions. They have to be multiple good versions at similar point values. So there's there's some barrier to entry for it to be useful. I mean, I don't know. I just it's 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 similarly good to the reason why like Invisible Woman and whatever was good, right? Like um, I can definitely see it having uses. It's just a little more difficult for it to be good than it is for Invisible Woman to be good. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Basically, like, I don't know. If uh, if you have a Spider-Man Familyable character who has one of the specific keywords that happens to work, and you want to switch them to a different version of the character that's better. Like, let's say there was a Batman that had Soldier. It's like I think it's better to play him with seventy six than to have to play Miles or Hammer Eye. Not necessarily Hammer Eye, but you know what I mean. So, yeah, I like Maybe. the idea of being able to turn characters into the Earth X versions. Like, just hey. <laughs> <laughs> I literally mutated the Hulk into, into the other Hulk, so that's pretty neat. Definitely has some fun flavor uh, implications. Yeah. 
Um, second. What are your thoughts on mission points? Uh, now that we have all of those. Oh, yeah. Were there okay, any we characters have... that we didn't discuss last time who do mission we, points? We don't have all the characters. Uh, I, sure. My point is that we're going to go over that in the actual set review. Uh, is there any potential meta application for Captain Eye Psychic? I mean, sure. I mean, there's Definitely probably psychics like... that are. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. I can play Adolf Impossible on other teams and then just have a random captain. That's like, you know, just a net. Fine thing. Herbie seems uh, very good to me. <laughs> Actually, I remember one of PJ's streams where he was going over. Uh, okay, yeah, so the day they came out with the what we'll call the Power Gem article, <laughs> PJ was talking about how like Astronomer was better, and then how you can do all the theme fluff, and I, and uh, it was it was funny in retrospect. <laughs> also, uh, this was I, I forgot to mention this before, but uh, one of the uh, Dial H Calder impressions videos, he has a uh, one his impression of Simeon. Is uh, this is from like a year ago? Like I roll for willpower and I failed. <laughs> that was just hilarious in retrospect. But point being, uh, the actual question is: Fantastic Four theme obviously gets significantly better. How much higher do you think the cosmic ranks with these new cheap support figures? A little worse than we would have thought with uh, the new theme rules because ten point characters. So yeah, I haven't yeah, seen a ton of great stuff to side in for Fantastic Four in this set. Yeah. Unless you're doing like specifically Captain Sidekick stuff, but uh, I haven't looked at it in huge detail. Yeah, so those kind of had implications on the rules, but yeah. Uh, this one random guy who I really hate asked uh, how many of these rules uh, questions or how many of these rules changes were caused by the inner circle. I don't know. I can't remember that guy's name. I really hate him. I already closed the tab, but uh, all of them. I think I think we confirmed that Joe, you're on the you're in the inner circle. I think uh, you, you did that Illum- video with Aries, right? I'm in the Illuminati circle now. I stepped. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to think of what rules changes matter. Uh, I mean, I clearly made the willpower change happen because because uh, I hate Lacha or I love Lacha. Uh, Emily was responsible for the theme bonus, or the initiative change, obviously. Clearly. Um, whoever made the difference between generic and name not matter anymore hates Mike White. Uh, <laughs> um, and I don't know. People that like the elders of the, I like the elders of the universe, so I wanted to make the, uh, uh, astronomer better with the power gem, whatever. So, or traitor. I do love traitor. Devin, Devin won one uh, K Nationals with traitor. So that's uh, what I can't remember which one of us changed the power gem, but I don't know. Did I, I cover? Did, I did win in a game against Scott by stealing his power gem and using it to kill him. Oh, oh, Multiple oh! Multiple traitors oh, attacking uh, like uh, eleven and three. A while ago, uh, Easton changed the. Uh, Easton was the cause of the uh, not just dis- object attacking. Uh, you can't object destroy with range attack with a TK base. Easton is responsible for the you can't destroy a rain uh, object with a TK range attack because that's how he lost 2017 Rock Cup. That sense makes sense. Was that was that everything? Did we cover everything? I don't know. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. 
uh, I think that uh, I think that about covers it. Oh, so I live uh, my apartment. There's a lot of wind, like the whole wall is windows. I think I see the sniper. So let's wrap up. Um, no, Joe, you continue to not be able to have some poutine. We had a conversation about poutine yesterday. Actually, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, if you're in Canada, don't get poutine from McDonald's. It's really bad. Um, oh, oh, has poutine. What? I'm still amazed Canadian McDonald's has poutine. Ever, it's, everywhere has poutine. <laughs> it's okay. So the problem with McDonald's poutine is that their fries are just like kind of like soft, like they're not crisp. Yeah. So like it's just they're already they're not soggy, but like it's just it doesn't doesn't work. So Kari Sampson asked a question. We have an answer for it now. Will Incap probably get a proper boost? Kind of, because you can multi-target close Incap. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and it's double yeah, a question because hold on. In his question, he posts all the questions, and all your questions are kind of better with that hindering thing. So that question got really funny in retrospect. Oh. Uh, okay, I think that's it. Uh, oh, is this a positive or negative? Is what a positive or negative? <laughs> everything. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say everything. That's literally the. That's literally that's how Jeff Duma Dumas asked the question: Is this a positive or negative? Okay. Well, uh, we'll assuming see. that this is referring to rules changes. Uh, yeah, I mean the the yeah the the question was about uh, rules. Uh, changes episode for context. I mean, if it wasn't clear, I'm very in the net positive uh, category. Obviously, it's 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 not all one or the other. So net positive yeah. is my vote. Yeah, I agree. Some stuff I don't like. Largely, stuff I do like. Rules have to change every once in a while. People always make a much bigger deal of it than it actually ends up being. Oh yeah, I guess the question is. Maybe Joe remembers better than me, but did people freak out this much about 27? Like, I guess, did, did did anybody, did anybody, after all these years, really met? Oh, it's been like four, it's been three and a half years. Oh, I, I still see new rules. Yeah. Uh, like, did we really miss hypersonic super strength as like one of the 20? Point being, like, did people freak out over 2017? Probably. Yeah, lots of people did. Yeah, there were people that did. And I think it turned out pretty well. So, yeah. Okay. The problem, not problem. Like, I think the 27 rules changes were generally pretty good. Like, very, you know. But the problem is that the base game is it works, but then special powers and stuff. Yeah. Like, not that there shouldn't be special powers, but that is where the complexity comes in. Like I said, in the 27, in the in the in the set that debuted, the 2017 rules changes. We had you in mind with that full page text. So I'll, I'll go one step further. The problem isn't even special powers. The problem is, and I've been yelling about it for years, so I'm going to say it right now, uniform wording. In, in House of X, there are multiple effects on team-up cards that do the same thing and are worded differently. That's a level of complexity nobody needs and doesn't help anybody. If powers were worded the exact same way, even when they're special powers, Half the problems would go away because people could just go, "Oh yeah, that's worded yeah, that like help. does this." Um, yeah, that's something that uh, Adam I think, Friedman and I pick up on in set reviews a lot. I think Devin and I have had this conversation. Um, 
if you look up multi-target, like characters with multiple target precision strike, mm-hmm. there are like five different wordings, if yeah. not more. Because like, yeah, if you look up what Exodus, uh, Exodus uh, from Animated, Green Goblin from Spider-Man, uh, I think, I think was it Captain? Oh no, it was Heat uh, WKO Heat Wave? Uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of them, but they pretty much all have different wording. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, they all clearly do the same thing, but it's just like. Oh, I don't. Unnecessary. I don't remember if any of them have actual implications, but yeah, like WizKids need to just have a document of if I want to give a character penetrating energy explosion, this is what it is: multi-target precision strike. You know. Because when you start the base and you start with the first formula of basically I want this with this, then you build everything off of that. It's the same thing. I don't know if you ever looked into it, but people have talked about it. Where if you play board games, it's easier for you to learn a new board game, even if you've even if it's a completely different board game, because you have an underlying understanding that carries from game mm-hmm. to game. So if you have an underlying understanding of how the special power works, even if it's a completely different special power, if it follows the exact same rules, it will be easier to understand. Sure. Yeah, there, I'm there just was trying to think of actual like... like there was like one plus and or any or all. Yeah. Oh, there was one. Oh God, this is so. This was years ago, but like, so there was a prime and a non-prime. You know what? Let me pull up the wording because this was like hilarious. Um, Get ready to laugh, so, Deb. I don't. I don't know if you know what the example is. Okay, Doctor Spectrum non-prime for the Guardians of the Galaxy set. Uh, when targeting a single character with an attack, increase Dr. Spectrum's attack value by the number of differently colored standard powers on his target's dial. Very clear. Increase. Whatever. His prime, or, I mean, different character, but, like, it's prime Dr. Spectrum. When targeting a single character with an attack, modify Dr. Spectrum's attack value by the number of different colored standard powers on the tile of his targets. A prime and a non-prime. Same exact trait worded differently and it doesn't even say positively i guess that's the main change but like that's the kind of thing that bothers me what was your thing joe no that was i that was it that's fine okay okay i didn't know if you had a different example no 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 i was making fun for saying this was hilarious so that's why i was like get ready to laugh (laughs) the point being yeah you just just please just consistency, please. Yeah. Because yeah. they are worded differently. Like, whether or not, like, you shouldn't have to reread a power and be like, wait, does this do the thing that I think it does? So, yeah. Yeah, and the, the more different ways you accidentally word something, the more different ways you end up with unintentional consequences, right? Also true. It's like, well, we didn't even mean to word it like that, but now I guess it does this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess to wrap up, my final thought is I'm just thinking about how many old powers we talked about that didn't work. We talked about stuff as far as technically what, like pre what was what was Dead Man? First carded set basically or sec like Justice League? First DC set, which I can't yeah. remember first, but I think it was. We talked about old team abilities and how they work. We talked about complexity of a rare, how complex that rare was. We talked about I don't know. Like, think about how much relatively simpler simpler things are now, just compared to all that nonsense. Like, 
But yeah, how about this? Like, just this. This is the one that I love. It, Scarlet Witch from Chaos War Fast Forces. Her power red. Scarlet Witch can use perplexing probability control, but outreach perplexing probability control. Like that is objectively better. Like, yes, things oh. ebb and flow in this game, but basically, and again, like these are not set in stone forever. Like it's not like they're like, hey, Just, the game is going to die, but we're going to make this last set of rules that you're stuck with forever. Like, it's it's an evolving game. So. Just coding just coding the legacy cards, I've loved it where it's like, I think it was Morgan that I did. And, like, her old one was, if this and then that, and then perplex, but only to do this. And now it's just, like, perplex, and she does this. I'm like, yes, thank you. Did we really need all these other words in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, like I said, like, the rules are, you know, the, the base game, if you, for some reason, are, are te- if you're teaching a, a new player with only standard powers, I think it's going to be pretty, like, they're, it's pretty, you're, you're going to get them in relatively okay. And then, like, yes, yeah, special powers and stuff are complicated, but I don't know. I'm not saying I'm the number one fan of the new rules, but I feel like I am. I don't know. Sure, I saw a Twitter thread yesterday. What what like movie do you think you're literally the number one fan of? And I feel like I'm number one fan of the rules, these new rules. So I don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Keeping in mind, I wasn't the only one playing those oppressive, uh, you know, map teams. But you can literally go to my Facebook and see my plus ten cosmic theme, like as a cover photo. So I got hit by it too. So although I only own one brainiac, so. But actually, could you imagine if future? Okay, sorry, future foundation does come out and the old theme rules like still exist for like two months or whatever. But can you imagine if future foundation was in modern and you could fill like a Fantastic Four theme with like ten of whatever? Like that would be a bit much, don't you think? Yeah. So. And yeah, again, I mean, Herbie on a Herbie that always team that always gets to choose math with like ten sidekicks or something sounds like it would be very very strong. Yeah, and again, they've already set like they've already given examples of uh like yeah, it sucks that high evolutionary already needs errata, but they, they are already confirming that they're looking at those old powers. We're not gonna be, you know, left in the dust figuring out how we're gonna make Frogman work because Frogman Preservation Society. I think that's gonna be the name of the episode. <laughs> Even though it's not gonna make any sense really contextually, but that's fine. So I'm pretty happy. Anybody else have any particular final thoughts? Nothing can kill the Grimace. Oh. Maggot. Okay, yeah. The, the, maggot patch notes would have been funny, too. But, okay, okay point being. Uh, and uh, we are also going to have a... I mean, hopefully WizKids ends up confirming that uh, they're done with the rules articles, but once all the rules articles are covered, uh, we've already, Joe and Gilbert Mill and I are going to record an episode just generally going over them. I don't know how much there more is there to talk about, but when we have full context, it'll be interesting to see. Because, uh, yeah, like they printed the Lee Climb article and they didn't have hindering, but then they explained it. So, and context. they still have it. Any- move through technically like we still don't technically know what they mean by that but whatever yeah so yeah 
let's let's end as you well let's end as usual on an awkward note and then go into the ad read that is definitely it this is somehow longer than i thought it would be but also not as long as i thought it was uh, i want to thank to thank our co-hosts who are the usual devin and joe i enjoy having joe on greatly i do want to thank our patrons whose support helps us bring this and other content to you if you want to become a patron, the site for that is patreon.com slash clicks, which I have wrong in the ad read. Patrons get access to our patron discord, as with every Patreon ever. We have early access to episodes at least 24 hours in advance. A bunch more benefits, you know, $3 tier. I'm a bit behind on uh, some stuff, like the tokens, but we're Jeremiah is going to do some good work. If you want to use Podbean services, you can use our new affiliate links. They are not a sponsor, but they we have affiliate links. And if you want to host either for your business or regular podcast, we have links in the description. We have oh, if you want to advertise on Podbean, you can use our affiliate link. Uh, affiliate link and get a hundred dollars ad credit. And sorry, did I forget saying that you get a month. You get one month free with uh, either of our hosting links because everything gives you one month free one month for free and i'm not gonna bother twitch anymore we have all the usual social media we have a facebook group twitter because twitter still exists instagram facebook group facebook page youtube technically which i'm behind on and i also want to mention some affiliates of the show who have their own content and patreons uh devin adams AKA Happy Little Hero Clicks is on a not quite hiatus. I think he said he was slowing down, but he has a Patreon. And I'm going to talk over Joe. And uh, you have that website that I've never heard of. What's that website called? I mean, you're not really playing Hero Clicks if you haven't heard of ClicksNexus.com. You may think you are, but you're not. Um, I believe that you have been caught up with uh, all the spoilers. Uh, yes. Basically, as soon as humanly possible. And correct. When my information is in, it's, in, it's correct, or it gets corrected instantly the second it's brought to my attention. Yep. Uh, nobody, I mean, sorry, the, the forums are kind of non existent, but I've never seen yeah. a forum post. You would never see a forum post saying, uh, what's the holdup? So, point being, if you haven't heard of clicksnexus.com, you have now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you make sure to have fun the next time that you play Hero Clicks whether it's competitive or casual.